Episode 21 of the Crudcast is brought to you by Oga Venue. When Bay's friends and families are treating you like houseboy, host her next birthday party at a venue that lets them know save yoga. Uh, the website www.orgavenue.com Alright, yeah. So, episode 21 of the Crudcast. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How did we do on our first like um, attempt at <clears throat> incorporating ads into podcast? We feel like we've come a long way in a while. <laughs> let's 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 make it look like people are actually paying us to do what we're doing right now. <laughs> so you just give us away. So people are not not really paying us for this. Uh, not well, not yet. Not yet, but I hear say Ogaven you collected a nice check, so they might just decide to sponsor us for a week because of what I've just done, so... I mean, you know, and be- we have to spread the wealth. No, nah, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. So, what's up, guys? How are you all doing? What I hear somebody's last day in... California. Fear. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Ezra, is your last day here? <laughs> <laughs> it's still his last day here. Sadly, I don't know why people just be announcing my travel itinerary up and down. Because they are the one traveling the most out of all. Somebody can even just be dead in their life. (laughs) No, no, there are artists that are on tour that haven't traveled as much (laughs) as. So, you have to let them know. All right, so uh, I was thinking today we do like a little throwback to what we had, what we did in our very first episode. You know, well, we're supposed to attend a tech event that day, and uh, a couple yeah. of startups that were pitching, and uh, we essentially did a run through of most of the startups uh, and ran commentary on them. Interestingly, Oga Venue was there. <laughs> oh, so we spoke about them first. We discovered them. I- uh, I see claiming Jesus, you know. <laughs> we saw them on the brochure. We didn't go and like <laughs> we didn't go down that road that Jason went to go and find them. No, it's not. Oh, we didn't go to, we didn't go to, was it beggar or something? I don't know. Wait. I was going to say something, but that's personal stuff, don't worry. Now there's personal stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> that's how we're giving the whose house address on the air. No, it's oh. not, not ready. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so I was thinking we could do something like that again this time around. Uh, the new white combinator batch just graduated, summer twenty sixteen. Um, I attended the demo day before the investor demo day, and where we basically listened to all of them pitch and all. And I have a couple of comments. I mean, across some interesting companies that jumped out, which I think uh, it would be nice to share. At least to discuss on here, yeah. So, good idea, bad idea. It was a very good idea. <laughs> I knew you were going to be happy about it, anyways. So, yeah, you are aware of the companies that demoed uh, by the way, right? Mm, I only know two. I, I okay, I only remember two. Which ones jumped out at you? Let me let's start with that. Flutter, 
wave. Yeah, besides Flutter Wave. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, we discussed them last week. We can't. You didn't ask me why. They <laughs> because we discussed them last week, maybe. We discussed them last week already, so. Fine, fine, you're right. <laughs> um, there was a startup from India, and what they did was do tra- um, transactions or basically help e commerce over WhatsApp. Mm. Yes. Their name again? Trying to I don't remember know. that. Now, uh, so how do they stand out if you cannot remember their name? Is it by name? Is what they do that? <laughs> At least if you're just in people, you need to give them context. Context. Okay. Okay, sorry. Yo. Let's find them. But in the meantime, was there okay. any other one that stood out to you? I can uh, start. There was another company that uh, what they did was built, um, they helped basically take down drones. Mm. Yeah. That was exciting. <laughs> that exciting. It was funny to me. Like they take control of the drone from disconnect the operator and then mm. they land the drone. Like um while they were pitching, I literally had to like type that to totally like yo, these guys, this is what they're doing. They that. are called Apollo Shield, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and their tag is a system to safely land threatening drones. Why did you like them though? I thought it was an interesting concept. Um, I've never really thought of military applications for startup. You know, like I don't. So you were talking about Polo Shield. What about them? Did you find fascinating or interesting? As well? Um, I, I, I think I was mentioning that big companies, um, big software companies, are usually the target for startups in terms of who get who they sell things to or who acquires them or whatnot right it's it just seems like this weird cannibalistic system of you know big company by small company somebody goes start another small company to be bought by big company but i've never actually thought of the military Mm. you know or the uh, defense contractors as targets but these are people that have hefty sums of money and um, they are well known for dabbling in research and development and um, they have big budgets for those sorts of things. And even the internet came out of a military uh, research project, if I remember correctly, mm. I might not. But um, <laughs> the, the idea is I've never really thought of, you know, somebody doing a hardware startup and thinking of, something that helps the nigerian military or something you know it just doesn't cross my mind you know like maybe like there could have been a startup that their job was to fly drones over um chibok forest and Mm. give oversight but you know none of us were doing that to a we were we're busy processing payments (laughs) 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 <laughs> anyway, so imagine if um, the Boko Haram guys have access to this technology that lands drones. No, well, I'm just saying that, like, it, it cuts both ways, doesn't it? Like, um, we, if Boko Haram has it, but then we're not using any drones or anything that requires GPS or can be, like, those sort of advanced weapons, then they just have it, right? It's, it doesn't change anything, but um, 
I don't know. Wait, why did you even ask if Boko Haram would have um, Boko Haram shield? No, I, no, I'm, no, I'm not trying Because it's Ezra. Yeah, because I, I mean, if, uh, what's it called? If anybody can use it technically, uh, if um, these people don't like um, filter their client space, I know. Uh, yeah. So except, mm, if, except if they um, are just uh, basically military contractors for the US Army or for the uh, is it Department of Defense now or something basically and then like try to like protect secure um, locations in the US or other places of US interest outside of the US I know then maybe but then if they are we sell to anybody you know you want to protect your property from drones well mm. you can buy us you can buy our devices and install then it poses a problem because anybody can have it then. Let anybody have it now. Was, is, isn't that the whole definition of arms race? One person gets a weapon, the other person gets a shield, the other person gets a bigger <laughs> weapon, the other person gets a bigger shield. That's the definition of arms race. And if they can capitalize doing that, you know, like... And the, the, the thing is, they're not even selling the weapon, they're selling the shield. So I wouldn't have any... Um, qualms being involved in something like that does that mm. make sense like if i if i was making weapons i'm making deadlier weapons you know they'll do i i have some reservations against that like there'll be a certain level where i'm like uh-uh is is the money really worth it for us like how many missiles do we want to sell every year um as opposed to something that defends and possibly saves lives then you know, if some bad guys use it, so be it. But like in general, the world is a safer place because of and my drone package deliveries from Amazon will not arrive on time because they will always get thrown into some bush somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or they are flying over someone's house who has Apollo shield installed. But at least we know that nobody will <laughs> ride people Donald Trump, right? So we can sleep at that night. Uh, all right, no problem. Anyway, so uh, interesting st- startup, affordable payment plans for this to be for flights. Now they're for, for travel. Fun fact. Yeah. Founded fun. by a Ghanaian mm-hmm. woman. Did she finish from Mest or something? No, 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 no. Okay, because no. you were glowing up, so I wanted to. I'm just a you know, <laughs> woman in entrepreneurship champion. All right. So, I mean, what, what they do is pretty much um, you can buy this flight ticket, you buy it through them, they pay for it, and then you pay them instrumentally or something over time. Um, I can imagine they will be good for uh, people who travel infrequently. Right. And frequently. They can help me. They can help me fund my travels also, to be honest. <laughs> like people who travel like... not so frequently, but um um are able to like spread out their payments for air travel mm-hmm. across the months they are not actively travelling at all to make things more affordable. I guess that works in my opinion. I don't know. Um so far so good, they've been growing very well and um they decided to expand their offering to hotels as well, which uh, they, they claimed um, it was a pop. It was uh, something that people were asking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Like it was big amongst their customers. Like, hey, you guys should do hotels too. So they did that, which is why they are now 
uh, more broader from instead of payment plans for flights, it's now payment plans for travel. So that was that was somewhat interesting to me. Like, yeah, I see how that else. I see how this uh, can, um, could work. I know so. So I wonder, like, do they? Because from the way I see that they work, like, if I see a flight ticket, I will go through affordable. They buy it for me from me. I pay some like a down payment on something, like just a percentage of the total cost, and then I instrumentally pay the rest. Yeah. Yeah. To them, to affordable. Yeah. Mm. So do they front the cash in the beginning for it then? That's not your business. Okay. Well, I guess that's what they do. I was just curious like about the relationship between them and the airline. <laughs> <That's no problem. laughs> like, I'm just here trying to see if I can understand what happens in the background. My guy says it's not my business. Am I business? Are you an investor? Are you trying to protect trade secrets? Please let me know. Why you analyze this model? I beg you, give them money or go home. I'm just really curious about how it works. Like, I think it's interesting because I can see how I can use it, but then, yeah. No, I mean, the reason why it just came out as that's not your business, that was like, um, as long as I have my ticket to fly where I want to fly and I have my payment plan sent to me, I don't care if the airline gets their money today or next year. So you're looking at this from a consumer's point yes, of view? Yes, exactly. Okay. Then like, that's fine. I'm looking at it from the business point of view. <laughs> Anyways. I, I just think it's really interesting, like when you go to... It's TechCrunch's um, breakdown that I was looking at, and I just think it's very interesting, the variety of companies there. Like, if you check the demo day one, it starts with a wedding planning website. It goes to some company <laughs> that does that does um, tampons, and then it goes to some people that do ride sharing or rides in India. And, like, from day two, it's just, I don't know if that's how it has always been, but somehow, before, I felt like I could predict the kind of company that will get into YC. Who's hmm? up? Yes, I'm here. Okay, hi. But somehow, I felt like I could predict the kind of company that could get into YC. They had a certain mold. I don't know if I can even describe that mold, but like, when I hear this company got into YC, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why. But now I'm seeing this Indian co-working space, and I'm like, okay. Won't you say Indian? No, 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 that's what they are. Like, they're co-working I know, space in I know, India. Yeah, I know, but... Uh, it, the way you just said this Indian co-worker she was just yes. giving like, complete context no, just leave him that one is on you whatever bias you're about to bring into the conversation <laughs> no, okay. do not put it on me <laughs> like it is actually a co-working space out in of India. India so I was trying to put and that their entire, and their entire mm. pitch is how they can spread in India how exactly. they have one they are booked they have a long waiting list <clears> and they, they intend to build like two more immediately like it's the entire pitch was around india they are not even saying oh we want to expand beyond india so but i think in some way that that made me happy like it felt like the barrier for entry into a yc company just got wider not in terms of quality the barrier got though. Wider or the like barrier got no like what reduced. oh sorry i don't even know see this is why you should not use things that you're, you're not sure how to <laughs> use them in real life yeah, i just felt like it, it became easier for any kind of startup to get into YC, whereas I, I had this like mold in my head of the kind of companies that were getting there. Um, so yeah, that was good for me. One of the companies I'm happy is there is a company called Podi Mail. Um, they are a mail client also. I've used them before. Yeah, I actually, they're the only mail client that has stayed on my laptop for the longest time ever. Yay. Forget um, Apple Mail, forget 
Microsoft anything. Yeah, forget. Uh, I don't know why you're mentioning those ones because nobody uses them. But go on. I mean, because they come with. <laughs> then there was this other one. What's the name of that? I, I used hear mail for a long time. There's one that. Then I stopped using. There's it. one that recently stopped. Yeah, by support. Dropbox. Yeah, the mailbox. one. By, yeah, everybody liked mailbox. Everybody liked. Mailbox. And they just. I guess yeah. Polymail saw that and they're like, I you still know want what? to run to mailboxes, to Dropbox's office. Yeah, and, and slap them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like cost a small riot or something. Yeah. Mm, now that we're on this topic, Steph, uh, there was um, another thing that just, a, a reading app that just sold. Um, Instapaper. Uh, yes, Instapaper. Finish your that sentence. One. There was a reading app that just sold what? That just got sold. Okay. Yeah, that was the main sentence. <laughs> to who? For how much? Uh, we don't know how much. I, I don't know how much. The fact is that this was a service that uh, you should have seen the comments, man. Most people were so negative about it. You know, they're like, don't worry, any second now, our incredible journey, we regret to inform you that. You know? And I was like, I was like ah, they, they, they haven't even. Fun fact, it was Pinterest that bought them. Mm, yes, yeah, I knew it was Pinterest. I mean, we um, hadn't said it. Okay. <laughs> like, this is my new way of... How do they say it? Uh, fun facts, no, honey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I actually encountered a couple of negative comments about it as well. Um, Only a couple. You look well. Well, I actually was just looking at one guy's Twitter account that is known for this scene. Oh, pinboard? Yes. In a similar space, allowed to. Any anytime something like this happens, um, he gets he gets all worked up. But I think the funniest part of all of this was if I don't use I don't use Instapaper, I use Readability. Okay. And Readability got bought. The company that made Readability is uh, T. Lax, and they got bought by Facebook a year or two ago. And they, their apps have been basically abandoned for the longest time. And just recently, I just picked up as a side project. Let me, because their Android app isn't working. And all my articles, I still send articles to Readability and I read in my browser. But I'm like, okay, let me just make an offline capable web page that i'll have on my on my phone and i can be reading i see you're catching the progressive web apps fever already which progressive web apps fever like this this, this old i mean that one is just buzzword <laughs> i know <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah the first thing i showed you was like an offline uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. web page with um, that- react or something Exactly. That was from how long ago? This was 2000 when we first met. I'd, I'd already built something and I was showing you. Yeah. Um, for, for the, for the longest time, I actually avoided paying attention to that term, to that PWA mm. term. Because like, I was just like, okay, yeah, we are defining something that has always been there or that has always been possible using some new strange People are just buzzword once hungry. again. I know. And the next thing I realized, oh, they even did like a roadshow in Lagos. And then everybody's so excited and seeing XYZ. I'm like, okay, yeah. Let me even see. What the fuck does this thing even mean? I know. And then I read it. And then I was still lost. Just meh. I, I think <laughs> I think I think one of the biggest problems is that we're we're super big on terminology and buzzwords and it just you, you they will take a very simple idea 
and package all these concepts around it. And then anybody who hasn't dissected the idea to just get the core message would approach it and see so many complex things and it, it just looks so much more overwhelming than it really is. And I, yeah. I think that. I think that's kind of like what people, like when non-programmers are like, man, programmers are hard to talk to, you know? <laughs> you, start, you start talking to someone, they're like, yes, 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 we set up the microservices and we have a service protocol, a discovery, I'm like, just tell them that they, you have multiple servers. That's, all. <laughs> that's the end of the story. You don't really need to go further than that. Pay for two boxes. Don't tell them that it's services and we're using this or that. Um, and... Like, like what you just rightly identified, this whole progressive web app thing has been annoying me for the longest time because, <laughs> wait, Tolu, was it you that I gave my application for um, CC Hub? Yeah. Do you, remember I showed you the thing that I, you asked me, hey, what have you been working on or mm-hmm. anything? Mm-hmm. And I showed you something. I'm like, this thing works offline in your browser. Yeah. It syncs, bring it online. This is using technology that is not even service workers. Yeah. So if you look, um, it's called App Cache. And if you look at the support, the thing is available since as far back as IE7. So we're not even talking about something that is new technology to the world. It's just most people who were doing software were in a place where they always had internet connection or it was just, they never thought it was possible or they never thought it was important. Mm-hmm. I needed to do it. I did it and I left. My, my biggest regret is I didn't tell anyone it was progressive web app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just, I'd have been one, one genius pioneer that would have been like, oh God, this one boy in Africa came up with websites that work offline. And all I made to be like, of course you needed websites that work offline. Have you, have you been here? Have you trusted Glow for your network before? You know? But I just wish, and it's so simple to do, but then now there's this whole roadshow uh, man, I, I'm sounding like an angry old man. Let's go and please, talk please, about please. this. Yes, we are angry. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, there was this other um, startup that uh, jumped out. So let me like read what they do. Um, Google Grandparents. That's what they name. That's their name. And um, <laughs> we do not. The is called Google. No, no. Go- Google. Google Grandparents. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. I so they are like, like Google uh, Power Rangers. Google grandparents. Instead of uh, yep. mobile apps for ride sharing, um, you dial your ride share. Senior citizens want independence, but many are invested in using smartphones, smartphone apps like Uber. Google grandparents let seniors call via phone to book a ride, which the startup books through existing car services. With a 50% margin, Google grandparent is growing 12% week over week and 21% of first-time users stick with it. Now seniors are helping, are asking t- for help getting groceries, medicine, eh, yeah, wherever. Those <laughs> seniors might get better smartphones. Google grandparent thinks it can be the layer between them and the on-demand economy. Hmm. Okay, so what jumped out at me during their alumni day pitch was this. They did not mention the grocery, helping to get grocery and medicine thing. It was basically, um, you know, we are uh, helping their ride sharing and um yeah and you know uh, some years into the future um, statistics says that um, the amount of old people in the u.s will be even more as will have grown by this much so which means we would even have a bigger addressable market right and then really? um, 
I don't think so. Wait, calm down now. Let Ezra land. No. <laughs> let me just let me just file one. Yeah, one. So, yeah, just just go ahead and say what you want to say there. So you said that they might have a bigger addressable market. Yeah. But their current market is people who did not grow up with the internet. That was exactly what's like, like I was like you know, you like that. That is such a glaring thing. That it was my exact same comment before Ezra even said he had any problems with them. Like that makes no sense because the people you're serving right now are not the same people. Like the people who you will be serving in the next few years are people that are already familiar with this technology and how it works. If you're saying that you're going to stick with this technology and appeal to them, i.e., us who already use Uber and the rest, how yeah. would that fly exactly? Exactly. So I mean. So I, I, I don't even think the groceries and medicine even still negates that point. Yeah. Because today you um, probably use, you use Uber for food and all that I shit. actually use like Amazon Prime now. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like Uber, this, the current ride sharing services, I mean, they, they know enough to like start diversifying exactly. into all of those other things as well themselves. Mm-hmm. So they don't need this middleman there, right? And then, uh, so by the time this current crop of young guys become old people in the future this is already something they're used to they will just continue using it they don't need a phone in fact phones might be non-existent by then so because i'll have alexa doing everything to me for yeah me. so like that was what like jumped at me like eh, no i don't think so like you you would probably have to like diversify your offerings more into the digital space than stick with phone calls um yeah before i mean for for you to because when you say things like that i just feel your company has an expiry date from <laughs> the onset right well okay let's face more devil's advocate chat by the time <laughs> we that grew up in the age of uber are senior citizens they'll have new technology that they'll have like this discombobulating teleportation thing that you just press a button you disappear and appear somewhere else and we're not ready for that. We don't. And so they are basically the interface between people who have given up trying to keep up with technology and what the technology and really is. And what technology is, so, is mm. at that point in time. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You have a point I mean, there. if you frame it that way, definitely. Yeah. It, it makes it. I think it was just how specific it was about asserting service yeah. that they were going to offer. And it's like. This is glaringly not going to happen the way you're saying it will. So why are you pitching it this way? Well, I guess maybe to get, I mean, running a business is a moving target, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're pitching the current situation yeah. of where they are. Yeah. And a long-term goal is to make the, the, the technological services available in the world mm. to people who necessarily don't understand it or... You know, I, I don't think they say you must be a minimum of 55 to, to sign. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> yes, that's that's that. I am. Yeah. Who else was interested? I think you've played a very good devil's advocate. <laughs> he always does. He does such a great job doing that. So we need to give you a raise. You need a bonus. Mm. Mm. Zero <laughs> times twenty is worth. <laughs> Gavin, you can make that zero one. Exactly. <laughs> Don't steal my company, Ezra. I see you looking at the one company I've been eyeing since. So you can talk about that. Um, another company that I found interesting, apparently we found interesting, is called Cindy. 
And when I saw it first, the first thing I thought of was Ali and Cindy. Can I remember those books we used to read when we were small? No. Nope. Uzo did not grow up in Nigeria. Hey. Hey. Why, Ezra, why are you doing this? <laughs> but my classmates, like, my classmates that <laughs> I went to school with, yeah, the only thing they remember me for is just reading. I, I met a girl like like maybe 13 years after we left uh, primary school. And she's like, she's like, huh? She's like, oh yeah, you're that guy that always used to sit in the balcony and read. I'm like, failure. <laughs> I was just on balcony and read. That's how you remember me. Yeah, yeah you didn't read Ali and Cindy. We disqualify you from the reading club. Sorry. Patrick mm-hmm. and River. You read that one. What? It's a ghost to school. What are you talking about? If I know Ali and Cindy, you know I know all these people without a silver spoon. Let me not get started with you. This is not the right forum for that. Back to my Cindy startup. They're pretty much a bartering marketplace. I mean, that's the tag that I see here. And what you do is you exchange um, talent or services for services also. Um, the bat- they're bringing back the barter system and your currency of exchange is not cash. It's something else you can do. Um, but if you, if you don't want the service that's been offered, you can then collect points in Simbis, which is their own currency, but it's digital and it's not transferable in cash. So example i need somebody to help me with my social media and somebody else needs babysitting for their kids we can exchange that service um they value what your service um comes up to and then we can make that exchange where i babysit your kids for you and you help me with my social media but in a case where i want to babysit your kids but i don't need social media services you then, I collect points in Simbis that I can then transfer or use for another service that I need. And it reminded me of, I forget the name of this hashtag that was trending at some point. It was started by, I forget the person's name also. Wow. It was a hashtag that was just saying um, service exchange. It trended in Nigeria for a bit where um, services were supposed to exchange. uh, What am I saying? Companies (laughs) could exchange services. um, Like if you have an empty space or one desk in your in your office, can you give me that space and then I'll manage your, I don't know, social media again for a month while I stay there. That way I pay for my rent. And it also reminds me of what CC Hub is doing now for you to get space on the sixth floor where they make a list of um, services that their startups need. And if you want to use a sixth floor space, you exchange your, your skills for a space there. And I was wondering what we think about the future of I don't even know if you, you still call it the future because it's like going back to how we were before, bringing back the barter system and how that could potentially work. So what um, do you have to say, Luza? Uh, moderator Ezra, you don't have opinion today. He's the moderator today. Yeah, I'm the moderator okay. today. <laughs> um, I don't... We left, we left the barter system behind for obvious reasons and that is the portability of services yeah the odds that you'll find somebody that needs exactly what you want what well, sorry needs exactly what you have and has exactly what you want to slip so you yeah. need that transfer that transfer mechanism which whatever you choose to call it is mm. essentially money right even if you tell me simply is non-transferable as money mm. it will equalize you know like there's only certain they amount are creating of their own little economy there in there thank you 
It's like, it, I don't see it as any, you're basically say, so let me put it this way. If, let's say, okay, just bad trend. Well, but we're not going to trade one Simbi for every service done. Do you get? Mm-hmm. If you give me a haircut and I build you an airplane, you're not going to give, you know, it's not a commensurate one Simbi exactly. to one Simbi. Yeah, one Simbi to one so, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, so it's not going to convert that way. Mm. So basically, Simbi becomes this mechanism for storing value. I gave you X amount of value and you basically assign me X amount of Simbi. Who decides how much that value is worth? Simbi. Well, I don't think Simbi, would Simbi do that? I think I you think decide. Yeah, you should, because in the real world, you decide how much the service is worth. Well. Yeah. So how do you... Yeah, I mean, there there are definitely a lot of layers of... Because how do you say this is what a Simbi is valued at and mm-hmm. this is why a Simbi value... That's why This is why my service is worth 10 Simbi values. I mean, yeah. 10 Simbis. Yeah. I think one it, reason why I found it interesting wasn't so much as... Because I had the same questions. There's an obvious reason why the barter system... We, we moved on or we evolved from the barter system. And I guess in some way, we still operate in a better system, but in a less formal way. Because it was interesting for me, not as a replacement to cash as a currency or portable currency existing right now, but as a supplement to it in a situation where I legit don't have any money, but I want to do this thing and I have this skill. Instead of me to start begging people and looking for a way to exchange services, I can use this to supplement something I need while I get myself back together. Well, I, I guess so. You could trade like a basic thing for like, hey, I'm 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 a bit down on my luck in life, but I can, <laughs> I no, I, I I can I can I can walk your pets for a sandwich, you know, like, mm. and I it, I guess it does like it at least gives you a formalized place to start something of that sort, but yeah. I mean. Eventually, these requests get a lot more complicated, and I don't know who is the homeless person that has a smartphone and knowledge about Ycom startups. So he this has. This is fair enough. Simbi, I had that. Know, like, I had that same thought about the the kind of person who would use this service if they are still able to pay for their airtime and like do all these things consecutive, um, consistently. Well, there's a lot of, of a need. There's a lot of Wi-Fi around the U.S. This is fair. You know, it's, it's, it's not Nigeria. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I just I quickly googled what I was talking about in the beginning. So it's it's a hashtag called Service Swap, and it trended for a bit earlier. I think last month, late last month, or early so this month. So people are actually doing remember. Service Swap on Twitter itself. Yeah, so you just hashtag Service Swap and you say, "I need to do this. Does anybody have? I have this. Can it? Does anybody want to exchange mm. with me? And you can exchange it." It was started by somebody called Iz. Um, her Twitter handle is Zebua. Z-E-G-B-U-A. Um, and I found that interesting. I think I'm I'm really interested in that space. And this is like the micro ver- version of something larger that I'm interested in, which is basic income. Like there are people who are doing things just because they need to make a living. How can you ensure that people advance their skills and do things they like without having to think of um, where their next meal will come from or how much they'll be earning? Um, and what oh that's why i was showing some me something and distracting me but yeah there are two cons that's one larger concept that i've always um been interested in i haven't completely form 
formulated my thoughts on it but it's something that i have been researching so if anybody has more information on basic income barter systems um alternate sources of exchange of services or products i'm here for that that's cool that's cool should we should we be taking a commercial break at this point <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Crowdcast is also brought to you by Recyclers. Recycle anything, from your plastic bottles, pure water sachets, or cans. And if you're tired of your significant other, recycle them too. Recyclers. Recycling everything. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we could do this for a living, yo. Guys, guys, come on. I- we got this. I was going to make a comment about somebody who is willing to recycle some, some other important, significant others in like your what? family, like oh. babies. Hey, Ezra, Ezra, <laughs> Morbid King. No, I mean, um, with um, recyclers, that's that's pretty much the selling point, from my opinion. So you can recycle really, everything. Yeah, you can recycle everything, including your unwanted kids hey. or kids yeah. you thought you wanted, and then you suddenly realized, oh shit. <laughs> they will ensure that those children will grow up and not eat you so. and be well taken care of yeah <laughs> Ezra the the person that you're marrying eh, like just don't let her listen to this episode 21 just lock it in a vault <laughs> just lock it in a vault or if she happens to hear it then you can always go to Oga venue and get the venue that will convince her you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Guys. Speaking of um, weddings, though, I just thought of the first company that's on this list. That's Joy, like the one I mentioned for wedding planning. Okay. I mean, I haven't even read much about it. I just saw it and I thought, hey, did you guys check it out? What do you think? And what do you think? Did you check them out? Kind of. <laughs> so when now for you, you're just dark bad in the streets. <laughs> Anyways, no, when I saw them, I thought of when I was working at Mess, I think every year we had a company um, or a team that wanted to do something around weddings, how to organize a wedding better. And I think right now we, we had like Wed Locker two years ago. We have another one, I think Wed Designer or something. Pretty much how do you, because they feel um, the, when you're planning for your wedding, it's pretty stressful for people. So how can they simplify that? Everything about it from the venue to the um catering to even the honeymoon after and i thought it was fascinating that um joy is one of the companies that made it to the y combinator demo day um and especially because like weddings are big in nigeria i can see how that work but it's also is it something that and this is me relating it back to nigeria is something that we have much of a problem with that people would embrace or adopt so i don't know um in my opinion, I think obviously the market is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an addressable market if done. Like there's a large addressable market if done, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is I think I have a fatigue of the number of um, companies that are kind of into the same, um, that are into in this space mm-hmm. and haven't actually done anything reasonable to fully crack the market. Yeah. And also... This is this appears to me as okay. It's not exciting to me. I guess that's that's a long that's a long and short of it. Uh, like I don't know how it works outside of Nigeria. At least I know in Nigeria, with most 
or more often than not, all of this is done manually. You talk to event planners, you talk to, and then they like help you get everything together, mm -hmm. the space, the cakes, <coughs> the um, invitation. They help you like put all of that together, but um, it's not like you go to a website really to mm -hmm. like take control of all these things. Mm -hmm. I know you pretty much like just talk to someone over the phone or something. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know really. Um, it might be exciting. Um, it might have the potential of being able to play across countries and all that. Although, I mean, there are, there are even certain websites right now that um, help you do a couple of things for your wedding. Yeah. Like, um, um, wish not. list and all. There's one, I think, The Knot or something yeah. that helps you also. I think that is one of the bigger ones in the States. Um, I think I was just relating it a lot to things in Nigeria and exactly, wanting if... right. So this is your personal wedding planner. Yeah. Yeah, the knot does that for you already. Yeah. So to be honest, I don't know. I, I know that the couple like the wish list one is kind of big in Nigeria mm -hmm. among some yeah. couples because it's very it's a very easy way for them to like put up a list of things they would rather people get them. Mm. And you can like maybe see uh, links to buy them either on Amazon or Conga for them or something and then you just go ahead and buy online if you really don't want to disturb yourself going to a store which is like very straightforward that's a uh, maybe Ogaven you kind of exactly what I was thinking exactly yeah um, help had more things into that as well so like you can also like have venue integrations and all so you know besides just speaking things you want people to get for you they can literally plan where the space you would have this uh, wedding as well. So, mm. I don't know. That's... So, you can see how we are relating this back to Nigeria. So, I think, um, yeah, I think that's... Because I, I can't judge the company based on whatever market they intend to play in right mm. now because I don't understand that market, market and how much. that works at all. Yeah. Was there any thoughts on this or should we move on to the next one that excites me? You can tell that I went through this thing and I have plenty in my list. Um, I don't know. Wedding, it, it, it's not a space I understand, but mm -hmm. I know it's a space that there's a lot of money involved and a lot of frequency to it. Um, but I don't know. I think wedding planning is, how do I put it? like a boutique sort of thing. It's more about organization and um, resourcefulness. Mm. Um, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is if the bride says, I wanted to be married, I, I want this sort of thing. You mm -hmm. as the event planner needs to figure out how I can get this, how I can get it at a reasonable cost and be able yeah. to add my margin yeah. to... Um, to get what is to get what I'm looking for, um, I don't know that it's this. I don't know that software is what is going to save it, change it, mm. right? But then this is me coming as a complete outsider. I have zero idea of how wedding planning works and how they make their money for real. So yeah. I. But I, to me, I think people want a special, at least the women who are in charge of planning the wedding stuff 
uh, or make Why do you say the women? Yeah, like I Why do you say the women who are in charge well. of planning fact, the weather? Really? Right really? So Is it only yeah. women? Yeah, but I can't say the women. <laughs> because, because it's not only because women you, that you, plan you basically weddings. made a general statement right now. You're not on no, 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 any no, no. company okay, in particular. Okay, okay, okay. I am not aware of recommending men that... Doesn't mean they don't uh, exist. Okay, great. That's what I'm saying. I'm not aware of men many men who are interested in planning the details of the wedding they are always just to show up in the suit and wait to the reception so they can take it off and knock that's as far as the man's wedding preparation is concerned so simplistic narrowing things down to binary ones and zeros i do not approve of this uzo i do not i'm sorry are you talking from experience uzo <laughs> well <laughs> seeing as i've never been married before i don't know what to tell you Anyways, <clears throat> um, I'm just all, all I'm just trying to say is I don't um, I don't think software is. Oh, sorry, I was saying that it was about the or people want their personalized this thing, and mm. I don't know that you can give them this level of personalization mm. in an app. But again, I also don't know what the app does. But I don't know. It just seems highly unlikely to me. But I don't I know. I feel you. I mean, I, I do have question marks around a lot of. Especially how is it software that will save um, this? It's free. Like um, Pinterest. Pinterest is a lot closer to doing that wedding planning stuff where you can pull different ideas from different places and organize them in different little things and you just hand it off to your wedding planner and the wedding planner looks at it and comes up with something that they know suits so I, you. I think this one's selling, I so think, with I, the Pinterest, okay. for example, what you're doing is helping you design that experience. So you do the aesthetics and the visuals and what it should be like. Joy and um, the knots, they become your wedding planner. Like either they help the wedding planner themselves or if you want to be all um, hippie and you want to plan your own wedding, you don't have to start from scratch and tear your hair out because they have things like how you can RSVP, RSVP for guests, what you want to cater for. It just keeps you more organized in a way and gives you the option to, if you want to, plan your wedding yourself. Um, and if you don't want to, um, I don't know, I, I in my head right now, I just thought of how you can relate this to hiring a developer where you can just get a developer to do everything for you and say, okay, this is design I want. Or you can actually write down your, what do you call them? specifications exactly how you want it to be <laughs> and give it to them i'll be like yo this is what i want because i know what i want just get it done um that might be taking it off a different tangent but no so yeah. i think i think the mistake we made or uh, was to start judging them based on their ty- tagline which mm. was wedding planning mm. because actually on their list of features there's nothing about them actually planning your wedding for you mm. it's basically oh. all things you can do online um, and they are just orga- so they are more of like an organizer okay. okay then that makes a lot more sense mm. yeah. so like you 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 are able <coughs> to like send out your invites online um, oh. you import spreadsheets of like your guest list so you can like send you can collect photos they will put everything together control your Instagram and Facebook sharing mm. a beautiful website for your wedding uh, RSVPs share moments schedules yeah, so it's it's not um it's it has less to do with um the planning actual the planning day. of yeah, the wedding I see. and more to do with just organizing your inf- all the information you have about your wedding in one place. So mm. that can work if done well. 
and that can actually work across countries mm -hmm. as well. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like um, oh this um, is too US centric or something. Mm, yeah, fair enough. So I think this I think this makes sense. Lesson so boys. So it's really tools for the wedding planners, not yeah. necessarily right. Yeah, well, the bride, and, exactly. It's tools, yeah, but the bride and the groom, so you can have multiple admins as well. So the bride and the groom can be part of the admin users and have access to, like, yeah, ERP for weddings. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we were, we were judging it based on the planning that they used. Yeah, yeah, and this is why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, lesson learned. <laughs> Go to your website and actually read your features, but then that was their call, whatever. Man, um, there's so I don't any, know, any That's, I don't care. I'm stubborn. <laughs> we can do one more round for everybody where everybody just says one, one more company they found interesting, yeah. and then we can wrap up this episode. Yeah, fine. what do you guys think? Cool, Uzo, you are next. Uh, ladies first, I'll pass. Come on, All I right, have been I'll talking since. Oh. Sorry, I, I, I don't know a company yet. Let me, okay. I'm looking for one. Alright. So, there's this company called Legalist. Okay. Oh, oh somebody be looking for trouble. <laughs> Ezra, um, Ezra, you're just a, you're just a suspicious. You know. Why, why do you think I'm looking them, for trouble? Tell, tell, them, tell, them, tell them what Legalist is. Um, it's an algorithm. Okay, they, they are into algorithmic legal investigation financing you can never pronounce the something you're liking didn't i just do that i'm just being silly all right what about it do you like what okay so it, can, what can, can, exactly so like um can you know do you guys know any of like um did you hear anything about the got um, case against Oka. Oka? yes recently and how peter Thiel funded it yes. for all yeah yes. so this is bit and now peter Thiel give a recap just in case other people don't know. Um, so Gokka is um, this, well, network of websites, of blogs, something like Vox Media. But uh, most of their properties, are, while they have a number of properties in like uh, tech, mm -hmm. I think like Valleywag and even Gokka itself and Lifehacker, mm -hmm. I know. Um, they, I think Gokka itself, uh, they kind of like, they are very happy to post controversial stories, like out people as being gay, um, say this happened, uh, this person was drunk at this party, you know, things like that. So it's like a, it's like a little of gossip web. It's a little bit of a gossip website as well, a gossip website network. Besides, and then they are also the ones that they, they are very happy to like click uh, private emails of companies within, within companies as well. So you see your sense, something to the staff and all you'll see it first on Goka definitely because Someone will leak it to them and they will just publish it. And it's left for you to like come up with your speculations like, oh my God, is this company going down tomorrow or something? But yeah, apparently, uh, I think the assumption is that they've really put a number of people into tight corners over the years and they've pretty much gotten away doing so, which is fine by me. I don't and know. And they have also brought a bunch of people out of tight closets. <laughs> <laughs> out of tight closets. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think um, in 2008 or so, or was in 7, 8 or 9, they outed Peter Thiel as gay. And people, have, people saw this um, case 
in which which he financed as like it's basically he had been waiting for them for the past <laughs> number of years. Like I am going to get you guys back someday. So you know, you know that <laughs> you know that Arthur meme where Arthur squeezing his hand as he's been pissed at heel for like that many years. Just squeezing it, and then when they enter the trap, this is a get you. Yeah. So yeah, there was a case against I think Alcogan was it a sex tape or something? Um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm he not really sure. He was knocking his best friend's wife. Oh uh, yeah. So they published it. And, and then, then they recorded it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and then of course the guy was going to sue them. Now, if Alcogan sues them on his own, chances are that he's probably not going to win mm. because it's, it's it will just count as one of those many lawsuits that yeah. are like, uh, yeah. But then Peter Thiel came behind him with, I think, at least twenty million dollars in yeah in funding. I know, and that literally just took Coca down. They could not obviously were unable to get matching lawyers for that kind of shit, and yeah. They lost the case. I think they are still they are trying to appeal or maybe they cannot appeal. I don't know. But they lost the case, I know. So now that there's this website that helps you look for litigations that are currently in process mm-hmm. or something that you can put in your money. It's mm-hmm. like kind of it's like a it's like a YC for <laughs> uh, <laughs> for lawsuits. So <laughs> While YC is like filtering startups for investors, mm. so like, oh yes, these are the good ones putting money in them. This is like filtering lawsuits. Like, yes, these are chances of like making you some money back. Yeah. So better putting money in this one and yeah. finance it. So, oh wow. yeah, I know. Uh, apparently, when this um, TechCrunch list came out and everybody had a legal list, one of the most um, popular comments online. About it was like yes, Peter Thiel will use it. <laughs> Peter Thiel will support it, will fund it, <laughs> and also yeah, that was that was funny to me. Um, um, off the top of my head, I would not I would not think a service like this is needed or something because we don't have an understanding of how that works. Maybe because yeah. I I don't see how we relate to <laughs> my own context back home. You know, I'm not sure how many court cases and how they work. Um, yeah, and how many people are actually out there looking for cases to finance? Exactly. You know, things like that. So yeah. I don't know. Um, you, you know what? It it sounds a lot more controversial than it really is, to be honest. Mm. But if you sit back and think about it, what? What I'm hearing is that somebody deserves justice, but they could not afford it. And yeah. somebody could afford, give them the opportunity to, to get justice. Like, to get justice. Do you get what I mean? That makes sense. Right. So if you think about it, that's actually very scary that you could actually have legally enforced your rights, but because you don't have money, Right, like yeah. the the converse of the case is that Hulk Hogan would have just melted away because yeah. Goka has more money, and yeah. they can defend themselves. And that's actually very scary and sad to think about. Like I don't know if other people are considering that other side of the coin that mm. you deserve justice, but you may not be able to get it because you don't have the money. You can literally money makes or breaks your case, and that's very. I mean, that's obviously just a sidebar on this, but it just kind of struck me and it feels very weird. Yeah, I agreed. 
I don't know, man. Like, this is just a very serious moment. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, just think about it. Like, so you're, you're, you're there in CA and someone comes and harasses you to get. Someone pushes you down, like, smashes your laptop and, you know, and you, you take a picture of the person's plate number and the person drives off and you realize that it's Elon Musk. You know, you don't have the money. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm just trying to give a figure that we can all relate to. And it's like, you don't come and realize you don't have the money to go. To so actually to battle go. this person. Yes. And so literally, if you have enough money in the bank, you can stroll through and just like misbehave up and down. Just Donald Trump yourself all day, every day. And, <laughs> And there's nothing that can happen because, you know, like we, we, we complain about, you know, equality and like police brutality and stuff like that. And it, but then you never see any rich black people getting harassed like that. And do you get what I mean? It's like if you can't afford to, if you, if you can't afford to defend yourself financially, then hey, you're, you're basically the world's plaything. And that's a yeah. very, if you look at it in this that sense, true. legalist is actually helpful. No matter how controversial it seems or looks, it at least gives you a fighting chance that I know if somebody sees this, maybe the person is a, a crusader for justice or just somebody who feels like I can put in $1 million into lawyers and get $20 million in damages back. You know, something like whether you're doing it for investment or this thing, at least you have a little bit more of a fighting chance. Yeah. It's not good it's not going to be like big corporations with tons of money that are now using legalists to try and <laughs> I like the way you, you put this spin on it because yeah, I hadn't yeah, thought about yeah, it that yeah. way. I think I got super distracted or sidetracked by the fanfare around it, the whole pitted deal and organ <laughs> and not bringing it home to the everyday person and how that could definitely help them. So Thanks for pointing that out. Mr. Devil's no Advocate, thank you so much. So anyway, um, progress so far with the firm. They've invested in a case that costs uh, uh, with $75,000 and they have an expected outcome of a million dollars. So mm. I guess that's that's actually a very big win. That's more than 10x. 10x mm-hmm. is their money. So yay, if they can keep this up. I guess they'll be good. So I think like what you said, so because, um, so I'm going to assume, say people, wealthy people can like um, register and like mm-hmm. say the kind of cases they're interested in funding mm-hmm. and all, or cases they're interested in basically. And then they now like sift through this data and then, so everybody, it's not like they decide which ones can make it the most and like just have a general, a global leaderboard. It's mm. going to be depending on the taste of the person who is currently logged in. Because if it's going to be a general leaderboard, your case against Elon Musk because he like um, slapped you and got into his car and drove away, yeah, <laughs> will probably not come up anyway because they would also be wise enough to know that. It's not everything you can take on. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, but then if they, if they, if they tailor it towards speci- uh, people's interests, I know then your case might have a fighting chance of actually like standing out in that person's feed. So I guess there's that. So Uzo, your mm-hmm. own company now. What's up? Um there's something here called Amber Box. That's uh, the drone 
no, 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 that's not the drone no, one. Yeah, that's not the drone one. They detect shootings. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Way. <laughs> I was okay. reading a joke about it earlier um, yesterday. Uh, but yeah, go on. Finish from what you have to say. Then I'll. No, no, say the joke. I'll too. tell the joke. No, I'm actually like. Trying Give to some context first. Give some context okay. about what the company is, and then he can do the joke. Okay. Their their caption is safety sensors for shooter detection, and um, says that fire alarms are everywhere, but there's an opportunity to go beyond that, and um, it not only detects fires but active shooters within gun, with gunshots detection. And um, that's that's it. So they they have ways of detecting when shootings are going on nearby, mm-hmm. and that's actually pretty cool. Um, to me, just the technology alone is like a fascinating idea. But yeah. of course, uh, Elia has to go and spoil the matter for me and start thinking about what does it mean if. Um, other people like malicious parties have access to this technology, you know. So, like, you're Osama in your cave and you just have one amber box at the front of the cave. By the time they start shooting the guys that are in the front defending, you already have a, you get an SMS, you know, you get a push notification that they're coming for you. Mm. You just, just step out of your secret exit for the tunnel and just bounce because you had amber box to let you know that it was going down. I mean, no, I, no, I actually don't think because I mean, it should should um, gunshots are allowed, and which it's that sound that is detected by the device. So you it may not necessarily if be if, just if, if those people want to come with stealth to you, they will probably not be shooting in the first place. So if they shoot, no, but that's why I said you had guards. Like, do you get like so? Like, just think of a, a typical bad guy scene. The bad guy is not there at the front door waiting to come and greet you. He's, like, deep in the lair, and then you run in, you have to shoot a bunch of people, boom, bam, boom, yeah. and then you go. <laughs> if they are doing their jobs well, they, they should have pressed uh, an alarm or something. Uh, theoretically, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it, way, the way things... Are, okay, there's, there's nothing wrong with... Have, okay, you're expecting a, them to press a button, but Amber yeah. Box... Might presses the button without them having to do it. So okay, so Amber Box is kind of like mostly for schools, um, yeah, mass shooting. So that that's that's the context in which they are looking at it, and also mass shootings Ooh, happening not- in schools and all that. Um, when as DOD contract, man, just do just put it in government buildings everywhere. <laughs> government buildings like u.s embassy in like syria for example please tell me that that would not be a valuable thing that they'll go and pay for do you get like yeah. yeah i do i think so anyway so the joke i saw about it was this um on their yc application or uh, some of uh, some of the questions that you asked is um, what are some risks your, your companies will face right and then the guy assumed they would their answer was going to be gun control and mental health programs. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's better gun control in the US, oh. is that risk? <laughs> that was yeah, get it. <laughs> and if they are rehabilitating mentally ill people, uh, yeah, we probably won't have the business anymore. But yeah. I mean, it, I I think it's I, I think it's interesting. It's it's in like technology. a fire. It's like a fire alarm version of, um, like uh, for gunshots, really. 
to me, at least that's I that's I simply see. Yeah. So I'm just curious take those gunshots. Like, you know, it can't just be loud sounds because then the truck backfiring or any loud sound like blowing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So we might have a nest situation on our hands if yeah, not actually thought this through. And, yeah, uh, it can't. Is, that's what I'm saying. It can't. Which just is usually the case for address startups at this stage, at mm. this very early stage. Yeah. So that's so pessimistic. Uh, I like. I, I'll let's give them some small credits that they are not just. <laughs> a, 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 no, we're a, giving a them credit for what they are doing. What we're saying is your concerns. Your concerns. I I think your concerns might actually be very relevant and very valid right now, but at the same time, that does not mean they are not working on that and i don't think you can get an amber box out there today as well so i imagine you know it, it honestly cannot just be loud sounds i'm just curious <laughs> i i like because if it's just loud sounds then that's like class captain they should just re- rebrand the entire thing names of, it's writing names of noise makers there's no <laughs> there's nothing else the box is doing <laughs> so it can't be that like i'm just trying to think Amber, the amber box detector utilizes a patented gunshot detection al- sorry, algorithm to respond immediately following a firearm discharge. It recognizes the firearm discharge basically. Utilizing combined audio and infrared detection algorithm, the detector is able to determine the firearm signature instantly with a near zero false alarm rate so they also probably can even tell the kind of gun it is so a truck backfiring would not count in this case good okay i i thought maybe they're analyzing like (laughs) maybe they have like a a low level sonar so they can detect a small projectile moving very quickly and in addition to do you get what i mean yeah i I don't I'll just okay. I'll just thinking, but you know. So considering they have signatures in place, then I assume, yeah, they would. That is dope, though. So this yeah. somebody's side project. They were just sitting at home, like detecting. Go- Where were they testing? That's what I want to know first. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's because they have a lot of guns. Yeah, they have guns everywhere. Exactly. So and they can always have like clubs or something. So. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. It just occurred to me. This was YC demo day. Did somebody start shooting me in there for them to get at me? No, no. They should have. They really should have. Imagine it's like, yes, that it go, go, go. Like, no. YC demo day. Day two is over. Everybody go home. Like, oh, um, that was actually just a live... Um... Test. Test. So this is a drill. Product, and then you know investors will start bringing money at gunpoint. I'm a box be in the back. I see AK, AK, AK shot, AK. They're like, okay, we get it. It works. Please put the gun down. We don't want to make it. Yeah. Cool. Um. So I think like this will probably be one of our longer episodes. Also. I had a few other things I wanted to say, but I think for, you know, time's sake, we'll postpone it to another day. Say those mentions, things and we can No, I'm just saying, it's episode. just my, the other companies I had. Notable oh, mentions okay. that we can check out. There's Fabric. I'm not going to tell you anything about what they do. Go and check them out. Uh-huh. And then there's 
I just one line Yes, actually, okay, so this is why I didn't want to start it because it leads me to different things. I'll start it. Fabric is like, um, let me see, how do they describe it okay, exactly? They're a location based journal that you can keep your experiences in. So, not just checking into a place, but like all your travel, um, where you've been, what you've done, who you met, what you ate. It's like a travel vlog for you, but in, of course, and you can nice replace because actually, like, so a demo, a little demo on someone's phone, and all which was interesting. I, yeah. I wish I had that on my phone, but I yeah, that, so. and immediately it was one of the first ones where when I said, I'm like, I want to download this now, yeah. but they do not have an Android app, only available on iOS, side eye to them. And on that same tangent, the whatever, not get is out, no got. Whatever. How oh, do they pronounce oh, that shit? Right. <laughs> like, I was thinking a chicken. How do you pronounce that thing again? The Android, the new um, update for I'm, Android I'm devices. It, so. And it's not available for my phone because apparently my two year old phone is end of life already. So I'm just sad right now. So for the last two years, she got a Nexus 5 um, and she was very happy to be sending me screenshots of her. <laughs> <laughs> Of our um, yeah. anytime she gets anytime a new Android is out, like oh you know you are reading about this um, on online you know and like writing thing pieces, but I'm experiencing it. So now there you go. for the first time, Ezra had the one up. He got his own updates. <laughs> I probably will never get mine. No, you would never. So get now I'm sa- I will I will make sure <laughs> I crack it. It must work. So now I'm taking phone donations. This is why this is our advert something has to work because I need to fund my next phone. Please. So we cycle us um, other venue. You know what to do. Yeah. I'll send you my account number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's pretty much it. Oh, I was going to say notable mentions. Our friends in at the building. OMG Digital. Oh, like, come on, come oh on. Oh my God. And they're your friends. Oh, oh, well, that's actually their name. So OMG Digital. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, they. Yeah. Are these your friends that you made one tweet about that I saw? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That. Hey, Ezra, Ezra. This is how he treats his friends. They, they, imagine. They live in the same apartment as I do. They're in the same complex as I do as well. Two floors down. So we kind of hang out once in a while and all that. And they're doing pretty well. And I was actually impressed at their pitch. And... Uh, yeah. I want to invest, but I don't have money. They said, they said I will mess up their captive. <laughs> um, I wrote to the guy and asked if they would, um, you know, accept the hundred dollars. I know I should have made, maybe added one more zero to that. But... One more. Please don't be embarrassed. and all the things that I put to you. I'm more than this. But anyways, they tag themselves as the BuzzFeed for Africa. You can check them out also. And with that, we will close off today's episode. Before, you know, yeah. All right. So, thank you guys for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed recording it. Yeah, this is a fun recording. Uzo, any final words for the audience? Um, don't do drugs and stay in school. And tune in next time. I was going to say next week, but I realized it might not be next week. Next time for the next episode of podcast. Yeah. So, um. Uzo, sorry, um, just to like randomly close out again, okay. like the same way I just said something random the other day. So, Tola has got in um, a concert fever now. Hey, now wow, this is not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she has spent the entire yesterday 
and half of it. Well, looking for resale tickets. For what's her name? How do you pronounce her name? I think it's Tovelu, but it's like Tovlo. She's this. I call that Tovlo because that is what I see. Yeah. Yeah. She's a Swedish pop singer and she's super cool. According to one news article, she is. She's one of the most. She sounds like one of the most depressed Swedes that they know. And just kind of songs she sings. Um, you probably know one of her songs. What's the song? I forget. All right, whatever. Google her. Find out so, about that. She's performing tomorrow in New York. She wants to attend. Well, I'm not wanting. I'm attending. Oh, okay. Yeah. So shows. Yeah. That's that's that. So, so you have already found someone online to swap your services with to get the ticket. You know how I do some steam beat up in the house. <laughs> Alright guys, uh, thank you. Thanks for stuff, thanks guys. I can feel it all around All around I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand here in the ache Until the levee Until the levee on my heart breaks I'm gonna I'm gonna say